0: Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please?
2: You are listening to the Big Cruise Podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode 166, a very, very special bonus episode of the Big Cruise Podcast. Uh, my name is Baz, and Chris is on the line as well, and we'll be talking um, all things Royal Princess. Uh, as Chris, uh, as we touched on in the last episode, has just been uh, traveling as a, a guest of Princess. Uh, they haven't paid us to do this episode, but we have agreed to do it in return for uh, them hosting him on board the ship. And uh, it's now time to uh, weave Chris into the conversation. Hey, mate, how are you going? Very good. How are you? Yeah, great, mate. Great. Another great
1: week in cruise. I, I think you did great by yourself last week.
2: Oh, thank you. The audio yeah. was a bit hit and miss. Uh, we uh, we had a few teething problems, but uh, I think I've worked that out for, for future episodes. It was just a different mic, but uh, yeah, we got that. Oh, there.
1: yeah. I know I've had that sort of problem too, um, but I do have some interviews from on board the ship, um, from some other people as well. So, uh, not just my perspective. I've managed to speak to a few other travellers as well to get their thoughts about uh,
2: about Royal Princess. Okay, so we we obviously uh, had you flying from Perth over to Sydney to join this particular mm-hmm. cruise, uh, but part of uh, the, the Princess experience is, of course, the medallion and the use of the app, which obviously speediates your, your boarding process. How did you, you find the, the app experience before departure? Yeah, so before departure, it, um, it worked
1: perfectly fine. Everything worked really, really well. Um, the app, um, I actually already had on my phone and a profile from when I did Coral Princess course, last yeah, year. Yeah so it actually still had my profile and my profile picture it did ask for an additional updated image for this cruise Mm -hmm. um, which was used for embarkation and disembarkation but when i um, the image that you have on your app profile will also show up in your um, cabin uh, and it was the original picture there so there was kind of like two of them two versions (laughs) the younger me and the uh, current me Um, It asks for all of your pre uh, departure information um you know id information and that sort of thing which then means that there's very little to do at at the port when it comes to boarding the ship um fortunately because of my past uh travel experiences i mm-hmm. have status with princess cruises and okay. so on the actual embarkation day our embarkation experience was relatively um quick so we we are when we arrived at the terminal we um were able to go through the priority line for Mm check-in and there was no one in the queue in front of us we were ushered straight through to a um to a check-in agent um who basically just checked off the stuff on the on the app against what they had and then went Mm -hmm. and got our medallions and the only delay we had on boarding was that then of course there's a huge queue to go through the security scanning which was done by oh, yeah. the, the port in sydney it wasn't done by the ship yeah. um and that that probably took you know 15, 15 minutes or so well, not bad. yeah really really um fast embarkation process now if i hadn't had um platinum status with princess from having traveled with them before the mm-hmm. general check-in queue was enormous and it would have been very smooth once you got to the check-in desk because the medallion process was working quite you know very well yeah but i think it would have been a lot much a lot longer wait had i not been identified as as basically as we walked up they check your app and they said but you're you're platinum you go through the priority line you're blue you go through the other line so we, we were very fortunate to have that status
2: i wonder if that's because they um they've relaxed the requirement for you to choose a embarkation time Maybe everybody's just arriving at a similar time, whereas previously it was staggered due to whatever yeah. you chose it, uh, in the app. I'm not too
1: sure. look I mean ours, our experience is t- slightly different because we we were um, we all met uh, at a particular time to meet um, our host from Princess Cruises. Um, and then we basically just said hello to the, to the group and then boarded ourselves. So yeah, we were yeah. all arriving just at the time that we'd agreed as a group to, to meet there. I don't think that there was specific times in the app, but I can't be 100% sure.
2: Yeah, no, I think, I think they have relaxed it. Uh, but no, either way, still, you you got on the ship relatively quickly. Uh, mm. And I think under half an hour is always a, a good a good tick in my box. Um, what, was, uh, what was the first impressions as you're walking up the gangway? Because this is your first Royal class, am I right?
1: Uh, so I've been on board Britannia for P&O Cruises, which is a yep. Royal class cruise ship, but it's not a Princess Cruises ship. So yep. this was my first time on a Princess Cruises Royal class. Um, yep. Look, I mean, I, I love embarkation. It's always exciting to step on board a, a ship for the first time. This was, you know, all new for me. Um, we, there was two embarkation gangways that led off the same embarkation entry point. So we were directed to the forwardmost one. We were the only ones on that gangway we walked into the ship there were two people there waiting underneath um princess cruiser's awning they'd erected to keep the um the sun down and uh and uh it was basically just a, a, a very um cheerful greeting they scanned the medallion um and and we were on board the ship we went in through the entrance that's just behind where that was happening and were greeted by one of the crew staff interestingly enough on the other side um the other gangway door when people were walking in there was like five or six crew members who were like cheering and clapping and <laughs> saying welcome back it's so good to see you so i don't know if maybe they were like coming back from short tours because some people actually did back-to-back cruises oh, but they seem okay. to be doing that for everybody who boarded so i think they were just like
2: super excited to see a new group of guests <laughs> awesome um, and what were you kind of, as you you're walking around the ship for that first day, uh, was there any areas that kind of stood out as first impressions?
1: Look, I mean, the atrium area on the ship is pretty much the central hub for, I think, pretty much all the Princess Cruiser ships. And mm-hmm. in some ways, it reminded me very much of Coral Princess. Um, it also, funnily enough, because of their heritage, is very similar in layout to what you get on, p and o australia ships now because they mm. were grand class and sun class cruise ships and you know with me with my um maritime history sort of angle i look at these things and can see sort of the evolution of them which i think anyone who's traveled on the older ships will see so yeah the atrium here though does have some unique features about it yeah it's the three deck high atrium it has two spiral staircases that kind of link in with the panoramic lifts that they have the glass face type. oh yes. so and it has a, a chandelier in the center and then these two long chandeliers that hang down into the core of the spiral staircases which makes it look quite different from the other ships although the layout is quite similar um mm-hmm. and i really liked that i thought that was a really nice touch um it has that classic princess Cruises color scheme that i think is shared across pretty much all of the ships so they've got kind of a very um neutral, sort of neutral tones. Um, but the chandelier does give it that kind of uh, a bit of a wow factor, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, the atrium was very busy and the cruise in general, I think the cruise was full, which is great news for the industry. Um, yeah. but it we'll get to a little bit later because we had, um, some, some challenging seas, <laughs> um, everyone was inside pretty much. And so it was a very, very busy space, but it's a pretty, it's very vibrant. It's very activated. Yep. There are cafes and restaurants they they sort of hug around that atrium area um and they use the the lower level of the atrium for a lot of the activities as well um not dissimilar to other cruise ships where you have a, a lot of activity in the atrium but i think um here it become the princess really makes a real, a very big focus of that atrium area so i think a lot of stuff was happening there um, as opposed to on some other ships that I've been on, the atriums can be a little bit quiet and a little bit dead. This one was definitely yep. the opposite of that. It was extremely, extremely vibrant.
2: Okay, good news. Now, of course, uh, one of the, the, the big things with any cruise is always the cabin. Uh, what type of cabin mm. were you in? Uh, what, uh, what was the situation with USBs? And, of course, that all-important uh, bathroom slash shower uh, situation
1: yeah so we had um our cabin was b729 if anyone wants to look it up in the deck plans which was on um baja deck and it's towards the right towards the aft of the ship so mm-hmm. um it's a standard balcony cabin um mm-hmm. but it's got some nice features that i think a lot of cruise lines forget about and i've got to give you know princess some points for this um so you enter into the cabin and there is a a bathroom that comes off a, a sort of semi walk-in robe. And what I mean by that is, um, it's like a, a nook where the, where the shelving is where you can hang your clothes. There's a little cupboard in there as well, but it's off the main corridor. So instead of having to open cupboards into the corridor, into the area where you walk through to where the bedroom is, you've actually got this separate section where you can come away from that thoroughfare and Mm -hmm. have your, have your clothing and that sort of thing, which I, which I really like. Um, yeah. because I do find a lot of ships you've kind of got that squashy middle bit where you're trying to get in and out of cupboards and if you're traveling with somebody else, you're always bumping into each other. Um, this is really nice. The bathroom was was good. It had um, it did have the dreaded shower curtain baths, but <laughs> I will say, um, as a person who is just shy of two meters tall, the thing I loved about this cabin's bathroom is it has an adjustable shower head. <laughs> <laughs> so exciting because I do not have to like bend over just to use the shower it's wonderful you can yeah. make it nice and high so yeah. um and uh, and that was good water pressure was good water temperature was good um when we entered into the cabin it was it was very hot um and we turned the air conditioning to its lowest setting and the cabin did not cool down so i did actually use the princess cruise's app oh yeah yeah um has an op- option to chat with reception desk, because I I didn't want to spend my first hours on the ship on hold (laughs) to to, to reception. So I actually sent a message to the um, crew called chat, I think it's called, um, and said that the the cabin temperature is really hot. Um, We've um, turned it down and it hasn't made any difference. And they sent somebody over who who agreed. And then within about an hour, the the air conditioning issue had been resolved. So they were very responsive, which was good. Um, We, the room had, um, had, You know, it was a a twin share, so it had the the bed, it had um, side tables. Um, It did have a PowerPoint on one side of the bed. There was no USB ports that I could find. Um, And then there was a secondary PowerPoint. So each one I think was, were double PowerPoints. There was a, there was a two American ones rather and a, and a European one. I had Mm -hmm. converters for enough of those. So we had the ability to charge three devices at one particular time. Um, there was a, a, flat panel television on the wall with the princess cruises interface on it, which has movies on demand. You can order room service through the TV. You can find out where your captain accounts at. It's so basically like the medallion class experience duplicated on the television. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a small sort of uh, table with, a um, with a mini bar. We had a, a beautiful, um, bottle of, uh, champagne waiting for us, uh, in the room. Full disclosure, I don't know whether that's because we were on board as guests of Princess or if that's the standard thing for Platinum. I must, I must admit, you yeah. I'm not sure where, where that comes in, but it was, it was a, a, a nice label. <laughs> it was, it was definitely, um, definitely appreciated. And then um, the balcony, which was, which was, you know, for a standard balcony accommodation, it was, was pretty, pretty spacious, um, had two chairs and a table out there
2: hmm good news now normally we talk about food as a particular segment but i think in this instance let's talk about where you went for dinner on the first evening and then we can kind of break it down day by day as to where you went for for different meals maybe yeah sure that sounds good so
1: the first night um because there was a group of a group of us traveling um with with princess um we all met up for the sail away um and watched the sail away together at the having having drinks on the aft decks and it was it was nice and then we all made our way from there to to a group um dinner and it was hosted at sabatini's which is the italian specialty restaurant on board the ship Mm -hmm. Um, they cook the food fresh so if you're going to sabatini's you're going to get um rest you know good quality restaurant quality food it's not a place to go for like a quick meal it's a place to go and savor the experience because they 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 yeah, very... you're not
2: going to rush in and out yeah yeah
1: no and and you wouldn't you wouldn't get the right experience out of it if you were trying to so they'll take your order they they the the whole thing is kind of like anchored on this italian experience so they talk to you about what the food options are like in italy they explain the menu to you um, they, there's you know it's a fairly Italian style fare so I had a um caprese salad for my um entree there was um uh I guess I had um, lobster uh fettuccine and then um then they obviously uh, serve, serve main courses as well I had a fish dish uh, and then there's a separate dessert I went with the tiramisu because the tiramisu is my absolute like favorite Italian dessert <laughs> but this one was like a deconstructed tiramisu so it it kind of had all the parts but they weren't together which was kind of it okay. looked very beautiful but it was absolutely not what I was expecting when I ordered it um but it, it was you know it looked very pretty um and I'll, I'll send you some pictures actually of the food to put in in the show notes or up on the socials um yep. so people can see what we're talking about uh and then afterwards they came around and offered like just like if you're in a in a um in a restaurant in um, like Venice or something they, they came around and offered their special uh limoncello <laughs> for everybody oh, yeah. afterwards as well um tea and coffee service uh, we were there from about i think i think our meal started at 7 30 we finished up about half past 10. so it is a oh, wow okay yep. it, for us it was a long experience again we were taking our time there was two tables uh, as the group i actually ended up um sitting at a table with um another journalist who who writes i think it was for c trade and she actually used to work for p and o back in the day and she knew Ah. Rob Henderson who's our co-author so we ended up having a long conversation about the heritage of Princess and P&O which was absolutely lovely and funnily enough one of the other journos who was traveling with us um, I traveled with on the Norwegian uh, spirit cruise last year Um, and so we were kind of reminiscing on some of our um, memories of Norwegian spirit as well
2: brilliant so obviously uh, belly's full and off to bed that night Uh, how did the the next Uh, day pan out which would have been of course your first sea day
1: It was our first sea day. Unfortunately, as we departed Sydney, the captain
2: did tell us that we're going
1: into, um, moderate to rough seas is what he said. And, um, we had, had organized, um, for us the breakfast on the balcony experience. Mm -hmm. Um, and we would, you know, we woke up, it was the ship was moving around being positioned at the stern. Um, you do feel quite a bit of the, the movement there. And, um, our cabin did vibrate quite a bit um when the ship was in that kind of sea condition but we were determined that we're going to have our breakfast on the balcony so (laughs) they they it was eight o'clock delivery they they um, very kindly knocked on the door and um checked with us a few times if we were if we were sure we wanted to do it out in the in the wind (laughs) but we were (laughs) so um they set up the table out there they actually tied the um tablecloth down around the legs of the little table and set up the the meal there was Uh, pastries there was fruit there was hot uh, hot, a hot meal with um sort of like egg based quiches um, and tea tea and coffee on on offer as well and um and what they called orange juice but in reality i think it was something like tang it didn't nothing nothing remotely close to a real orange had gone anywhere near this particular (laughs) juice Um, but it's just as well because um we were pretty full there was some you know obviously the fruit was all fresh and it was was lovely um, to have a meal out there and uh and, and fortunately we managed to finish our meal and enjoy um enjoy watching the the waves the choppy waves before some rain started coming in so we then evacuated and went back into the into the cabin but um you know it's a really nice experience it comes with champagne um and you know it's a, it's an add-on that you can organize with the with the mm. cruise line we were very lucky to have it put on to us by princess cruises um and i took some pictures of that as well which we can
2: share Oh, brilliant. Oh, good. And how did the, the, the rest of the sea day pan out?
1: Yeah, so later in the day, I had a, um, a massage in the Lotus Spa. I opted Ooh. for the hot stone massage, and it lasted for about 50 minutes. Um, the Lotus Spa is located um, at the forward end of the ship, so it's one of those spa facilities that's not at the top of the ship. It's towards the front, low, low down uh, on the ship. Yep. Um, but it has this sort of... Um, very sort of calming dark color palette ambience inside it. And then there's a viewing sort of lounge area where there's big windows. So you can get a view of the, of the sea. But uh, when you're going for a massage, I guess, and you're looking, you know, lying there with your eyes closed and stuff, it doesn't really matter where it is, but it is nice and stable down there, which is good. Um, the person who gave me my massage had been working for princess cruises, well working on princess cruises ships for 25 years. Oh, wow. um, in the spa facilities on board, so uh, we had a bit of a chat as well about um, about what it's like to work for you know Princess for all those years or work with Princess for all those years, um, and I walked out feeling very refreshed. Um, it was it was very very nice.
2: Oh yeah. nice! Any other uh, surprises or delights throughout the day? Well, I think
1: the the one thing that I I must say that we really loved is that the ship has a gelato bar on board, and it's um, I'm told by by Princess that. Um, the gelato that's produced for the ship is certified by the authorities from Italy as like proper gelato. So um, and, and we actually very fortunately as part of our experience had the princess premier package, <laughs> which includes unlimited Wi-Fi. It has the premier beverage package. It has the juice bar inclusions, premium desserts. Um, fitness packages but it also includes includes the ability to have the the, the premium gelato sundays. so oh, yeah. we ended up trying the um hot fudge sundae the chocolate brownie sundae and the oreo Sunday. and they were good
2: on different days i hope
1: um yes <laughs> we, we tried we tried one on one day and two on the other days so. okay <laughs> well but um I have uh, uh, not not too recently had a a little bit of um, a little bit of surgery and couldn't eat solid foods on the lead up to um, to this cruise. And (laughs) uh, although I I made a a very good effort to eat the solid solid foods on board, it was it was actually quite easy to just go. Look, you know what? I'm just going to have ice cream for lunch.
2: Um, any, uh, special dining that evening or were you in the main restaurant or the leader or how did the, the evening pan out that day?
1: Yeah, we were in the main restaurant that evening. Um, and well, the, the, I would say main restaurant, there's
2: there's multiple of them, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The,
1: the two specialty restaurants, the other one we'll speak about a bit later. They, they were definitely the highlights of the dining experience on board the ship. Um, the, the main restaurant, um, that we were in the, um, the, the crew the, the the restaurant staff had a little bit of a struggle understanding a dietary requirement of one of the people that i was dining with um oh, okay. which resulted in a lot of um backwards and forwards and a lot of confusion about what what they could or couldn't provide them with and actually ultimately ended up with them bringing food that hadn't been ordered <laughs> to the table <laughs> um but i think that the underlying thing there really was that um they were very concerned about the Making sure that they did the right thing. Their, their, their heart was in the right place. They yeah. didn't handle it as well as it was handled in the other restaurants, um, where really it was um, it was quite well handled in in the other restaurants and and very well handled in um, Sabatini's. So, right. um, but that's just you know different people on different days, I yeah, suppose. Yeah. yeah. Yep.
2: Exactly. Um, next day, I think from memory, you're probably heading into Hobart. We were. So yes, next day, um, a day in Hobart, um,
1: we opted to actually just have the day in Hobart, um, as it just a, a relaxing, a relaxing day. We have some friends in Hobart that we caught up with. Um, we actually funnily enough bumped into some other friends that I didn't even know, didn't even remember lived in Hobart. These are cruise friends that I see on, on cruise ships quite mm-hmm. often, but yeah. we went to this restaurant just near the, near the ship. Um, at the old ixl is a jam brand in australia that's been around for forever and it had this big warehouse factory on the piers in hobart it's been turned into um, apartments and there's a a, a a big eatery in there um and just as i was leaving i had i had a tote bag with me and i turned around and i thought i bumped it into somebody and then i got sort of tapped on the shoulder i thought oh i'm about to get told off for, for bumping into this person <laughs> and it turns out it, it turns out it was a friend from from previous cunard cruises and so, so we ended up um catching up with them um and having uh, having a big chat and in fact um interestingly enough baz um they were having lunch with two other people one of which is a, a gentleman called man who i have actually also traveled with um oh, he's, yeah. been on, he, he's been on he's been on Cunard Cruises that I've been on, and, and he agreed to have a chat with me because man um, Ma- actually has a very interesting uh, perspective of what it's like to cruise from an accessibility point of view. Uh, and so he very kindly agreed to have um, a 10-15 you know, minute chat with me about cruising um, from his perspective, which I thought we could pretend, potentially share with the listeners now. So, I'm joined today by Marn McLean, who is traveling in one of the suites on board the ship. But he's also had a, we've had a bit of a chat off air. He's had a long history of cruising. I think he's probably more experienced than even I am. Thanks so much for joining me, Marn. You're welcome, Chris. So, I'm really interested to find out from you about the experience that you've had booking, thinking about selecting this cabin, choosing the itinerary. Um, what attracted you, firstly, to, to Royal Princess?
3: Probably that it's new, something mm-hmm. I haven't done before. Different class of ship, like to try stuff. The technology was a, a big plus. I wanted to see how this had worked. Um, and also, it's Sydney to Sydney. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, with Cunard pulling out, starting to look for some alternatives and also looking for different value propositions. Mm-hmm. So this was this was a, a good price point, and I, particularly with the plus package, we've turned out that it's uh, it's been what I think a really good value Yep, Uh, and the staff have been fantastic.
1: That's great. So you were telling me off air that that you had travelled with Princess before, previous time I think it was 2016?
3: Yeah, that was the last time we travelled and uh, we had done New Zealand a couple of times back to back and a trip up to uh, Thailand.
1: Yeah, and so now with Medallion on board, that's obviously different from last time. What are the kind of differences that you've noticed in terms of the onboard experience?
3: Particularly embarkation, mm-hmm. uh, with everything being in the app beforehand, it was complete breeze. Uh, straight on, straight to the cabin. The door unlocking as you approach. Winner just and and with the plus package, just to be able to walk up to a bar, order something, and walk away without signing anything. Which is one of the things that we've noticed is that there's no pens anymore mm. since COVID. There's no pens and there's oh. hardly any thing to write. You're right. I hadn't noticed that, the but you're un- right. <laughs> the, the only thing that it, it is a problem is that when you go to fill out the laundry slip, there is no way to fill out the laundry slip and it's not on the app. It's on the app. Oh, I didn't <laughs> so, know So uh, there's a, a, a slight uh, disconnect with mm. the technology that hasn't quite caught up with process. But uh, it, the, the sweet experience, particularly this new reserve collection, Dining, mm-hmm. it's, it's as close to Cunard Grills as you can get without being the grills and breakfast in Sabatini's for sweet guests. Mm-hmm is is fantastic. The whole restaurant. There isn't any more than eight or ten people there at a time. Okay. And having four people waiting your table, yep. it makes you feel special.
1: <laughs> and then this room. I mean, um, listeners can't see it. Uh, I'll put some pictures in the show notes. But you enter in. There's a, a lounge area. Then there's a sort of small corridor that leads through to a pretty large bedroom with forward facing views. There's a side balcony. W- what attracted you to choose this particular grade in this particular room?
3: I like to be at either end, normally at the back or the front. But uh, this room, looking on all the YouTube that I've researched, is um, because i wheelchair user,
2: mm-hmm.
3: huge balconies aren't necessarily a big win, but the internal volume is. And this cabin has just such great space inside and so much space for the chair to get around, and to be able to get into any parts of the thing. And that's another reason why I looked at this mm-hmm. suite is because of the space and it's up front. And I like to, you know, the captain's view is, yeah. uh, is a great thing to lie, to lie in bed see the stars and look out over the bow, so it's, it's a great thing. The interesting thing with this ship being a new class of ship I'd never thought of is how narrow the door openings are. Mm. So, uh, I've never had a trouble getting my chair in a any cabin. No, no don't take accessible cabins because mm-hmm. I'm not at that point where I need the full, full suite of ADA stuff, and mm-hmm. I prefer to leave that for people that are actually in need. Mm-hmm. So if I can do without, I will, but this is the only ship that I can't get the chair into through the front door. The front door, okay. And the, and the hallways, uh, I can't get past the sh- housekeeping trolleys, which right. I've never had a problem before either. Okay. So that's one thing I've noticed that's different over the years, that the, the uh, corridors are shrinking.
1: Yeah, okay. And so from a um, accessibility point of view, when you're thinking about booking a cruise and looking at ships, what are the sort of things that... You would look at say in the deck plans or the description of the ship that would tell you whether it's right for you or not
3: it's it'll all be just what I what I look at at the time depending on the ship because different ships have different mm-hmm. qualities so I always make sure that I've got cabins above and below mm-hmm. um, that's important for, for noise sure um, I don't like being right next to elevators either mm-hmm. because again the noise and the further away we are, the less likely you are to have a lot of through traffic. So if I've got to stop to get out of the chair to get inside, I'm not blocking people. Right. So sure. I think about flow and that sort of yeah. thing. Deck plans, important um, to see which way the doors open sometimes because mm-hmm. I'm right hand dominant. I like the door to open to the right so sure yeah yeah. i just booked a cruise yesterday i had two choices so we went up and looked at the front doors of both and that was oh you booked on here yes oh (laughs) that's convenient (laughs) so it was easy to go up and look okay well that's going to open this way for me so of the two that's that that was the the,
2: the
1: key
3: decider the easiest way to get in and
1: Uh, and those um accessible designed cabins that you you said you generally avoid when the cruise lines are building the ships, do you think they're thinking about those sorts of things, or are they usually positioned near the lifts and that sort of stuff?
3: On here, they seem to be positioned near stairways, and I think they have to be because the corridors are so narrow. Um, But I know they're thinking about them because they put them on, but I don't know whether actually users are involved in the design. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of good intention, but I don't know whether things always work the right way. Yeah, sure. Uh, Slippery floors are an example. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Flooring's important. Um, Lips. um, Well, I've only travelled lately with Carnival Corporation lines, but it's definitely through all of those and a much stronger focus on it. So they are thinking about it. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether it's a legal preservation thing, risk mitigation, but uh, it's forefront of mind. But um, I wonder how many users are on the team. Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: fair enough. And then when thinking about this ship, um, you know, it's been a four-day sea down to Tasmania, so it's only a short time on board. But what what are some of the things about this particular ship that have impressed you or that you've found, you know, enjoyable here?
3: The crew. First, first and foremost, the crew have been fantastic. Every interaction with the crew has been great, personable, mm-hmm. always enough time to say hello and, and be involved. With, with, get that sense that you're important mm-hmm. um, the ship the, the technology has been really impressive um, I'm surprised to ten years old how well it's been maintained mm-hmm.
1: um, yes yeah, so it doesn't feel like it's um, it's ten years old and even when you sort of uh, see some of the facilities and some of the features on the ship that stand out it, it feels like it's more modern than that
3: it does it feels like it's it's a newer build mm-hmm. um, and so they've obviously been looking looking after it um, I don't know whether the ship flows very very well. There's not a long way, like, there's only deck seven to get to Mm. the aft end. And if you're in a cabin towards the end, you can only use deck seven. And I've noticed that the lifts are quite small, Mm -hmm. so and particularly on a four day, it's very busy. Yeah, Um, the lifts seem to be smaller in size, but there seems to be quite a lot of them, which is interesting.
1: Particularly some of the lift banks,
3: there's like lifts around the corners as well, and then you've got to be able to find them. Because yeah. there's, there's so many people waiting that you can't hear the ding. Yeah, um, true. And I think this voyage there's there's a lot of families on, so it's not just one or two people trying to get in the lift. If mm-hmm. somebody's trying to get in the lift, it's six, yeah. <laughs> or seven, yeah, where uh, where these swarms of families and <laughs> <laughs> you've got to just factor that. Yeah, factor that in. Um,
1: um, and I guess uh, you know, I'm interested to to know from a from your perspective. The atrium area here is very impressive visually, and it's got lots of um, facilities. I think a lot of the reliance on that space is the use of the spiral staircase, for example, to get you up and down. H- how do you find navigating the ship?
3: I don't like the staircase. It's very good going down, <laughs> but going up seems <laughs> to be much more of a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, again, you've got to use the lift. We, I tend to actually come forward to a stairwell to go up and down. Um, Mm -hmm. and provided it's not at showtime it's much easier to Mm -hmm. get a lift to be able to get through the thing but everything is focused around this that atrium there's the 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 aft end of the ship is rarely unless it's deck seven there's nothing there so it's it's the atrium and everything goes off the atrium so Mm -hmm. when there's a lot of activity in there it is noisy Mm
2: -hmm.
3: and everything goes up so that. Every bar seems to, to run off the atrium. A lot of the specialty restaurants, mm-hmm. casual dining now under its new classification, all sit there. So you tend to be involved in what's going on in the atrium yeah, one way or the other.
1: Yeah, we ended up participating in a um, paper airplane throwing, <laughs> which is quite exciting. Big big space for it, which is nice.
3: That's just What I have noticed, though, is that every day there is an officers versus passenger competition at something. Yeah. And they are senior officers there, and I think having the officers around yeah. and mingling with the, Passengers, fantastic. Yeah. So, do you have a favorite restaurant so far? Uh, Sabatini's for breakfast. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and that's a special sweets only experience, you were saying?
3: Yes, it is. Um, and that just because it's quiet mm-hmm. and, and it's away from the atrium, so you don't hear what's going on mm-hmm. and have the conversation. And the reserve collection dining room has been great stuff mm-hmm. in there, fantastic. Food quality, excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, portions probably got a little smaller over the years, but they are of. You know the food's food's really good. Yep. Favorite bar. <sighs> Favorite bar. Probably crooner's. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's quite nice it, in there. Isn't yeah. Yeah. The, a little more old school. Yeah. old Worldy. Uh. And and again, just slightly away from the, the main crowd.
1: Yeah. And have you taken in any of the onboard entertainment in terms of the shows and the show lounges?
3: No, not yet. No. We've no sort still of been, tonight. <laughs> no, no, we've sort of been working a little bit. Uh, yeah. Guess, okay. But. Again, and that's the other thing that's been really good, the internet. Mm. Uh, Have you found the connectivity well? Absolutely. Zoom calls, um, easy meetings, full connectivity, and the phone stays connected. Yeah. You know, it's not dropping out every hour. It's still connected in the morning, and it, yeah, it's been high speed. So it's yep. not that it would take any ability from anybody that needs to work or be connected. It's It's... And it's you know, $20 a day if you don't mm-hmm. take the package. It's great value.
1: Mm. So would you find now that um, with internet at this sort of speed, you would be more comfortable taking more trips because you could get that work done? Cause we've been hearing a lot of that on the podcast where people are thinking we could actually travel more because now we could actually run our business from sea.
3: It's fast enough to for the sort of work that, I do, that I can have my meetings, I can write my emails, I can connect to any website that I need to, download anything, it's fast enough to. Yeah. So yeah, I'm looking more at uh, uh, working from home that's not necessarily home. (laughs)
1: Uh, That sounds great. Look, I know you want to um, make your way to to, to some lunch I think now, so I really do appreciate your time and thank you again for letting us have a look at your beautiful suite. I've taken a few
2: photographs and we'll share that with listeners as well. Anytime, Chris. Thank you so much. Brilliant. What a great chat, to Chris and, and Mom. Um, yeah, uh, how, how How did the rest of the day pan out in Hobart?
1: So we, as I say, we, we kind of just did our own thing at Hobart. We wanted to get back to the ship um, before all the shore tours would get back because I, I wanted to film the entire ship for YouTube. Um, oh, yeah. So whilst there were many shore tours, and in fact, um, Princess Cruises had offered a, a, a special tour to... Um, to Mona, and also to have a indigenous lunch experience, um, mm-hmm. we we politely declined um, so that I could get back to the ship and film it whilst it wasn't too busy, because of course I, I, I want to bring the tour experience to, to yeah. our listeners. Um, but um, one of the other people who was on our, um, who's, who's on board as, as part of our group, um, her name is Rhonda and she writes for a, a publication in um, south of queensland in the gold coast she went on the the day trip and has also kindly agreed to have a chat with me about her perceptions of the ship but also about the uh, the shore tour experience um
2: by magic here it is <laughs>
1: So, I'm joined today by Rhonda Oxnum, who's a writer with the Cove magazine. She's also in the media group here with Princess Cruises on board uh, the Royal Princess. Rhonda, thanks so much for joining me.
4: You're very welcome.
1: So, tell um, our listeners a little bit about the magazine and the writing you do.
4: Yeah, we're a uh, our lifestyle magazine. We've been around since 2007. Uh, we're quite high end, started in Century Cove, but now we cover all of Southeast Queensland. And I'm the group editor, so we do a few different publications. But Cove is our, our main publication.
1: Does that bring you to sea quite often?
4: Uh, not to see quite often, but I do quite a bit of travel. And for Mills, um, as the only journalist on staff, mm-hmm. I get all the good gigs.
1: Oh, that's cool. So when you talk about um, doing like lots of different travel, is it a combination of land-based, flight reviews, yep. cruise reviews, that sort of thing?
4: yes um this is my third cruise this year but we're also doing an antarctic flight next year oh, that sounds exciting yeah i know yeah it's
1: okay exciting. is that the one that goes out of melbourne down to
4: they're doing it out of brisbane now as brisbane well. really okay so, yeah 14 hours over the antarctic and back oh how exciting um, we've done um the kimberley we did a cruise up in the kimberley i've been to japan like yeah all sorts yeah. of different opportunities that pop up. And
1: you were saying before that uh, you also, there's a cro- crossover with a travel agent.
4: Yes, my publisher owns a travel agency as well, and they book a lot of cruising, so that works if I go and try different yeah. cruise lines, I can then report back to them. That's when, fantastic. When they're dealing with their clients.
1: So with your experience then, I guess, across a variety of different travel styles, what is the appeal for you for cruising?
4: It's a cliche, but it's the unpacking. Being able to jump on board, unpack, mm-hmm. and then, you know, still get to go to different countries, different uh, ports, mm-hmm. and still just come home with an afternoon and everything's where you left it.
1: Have one spot, yeah. And there's just so many different cruise ship options. I think also out of Queensland ports as well as out of Sydney now. You were saying before that you... Did a cruise earlier this year, I think it was to um, Ellie Beach.
4: Yep, that was in June. We just went from Brisbane to Early and back mm. another four night cruise with PO, which was amazing. Yeah, um, I'd never been to Early before, so that was good. Yeah, and never been on a, a really big ship before. Sure, so that was yeah. interesting as well.
1: So, this ship here is pretty big. Um, and I mean, it's one of the biggest ones I've ever been on. I think 143,000 gross tons, Um, and your first time on Princess, I believe. So what are some of the highlights here, do you think, like what stands out as being unique for for you?
4: Well, this ship actually has more people on board than the town that I grew up in. Wow. (laughs) Which is really crazy. That's interesting. Um, There was only 2,900 people in the town that I grew up in. Wow. That's crazy that there's more people in this concentrated area. Mm. Um, But I really like, I love the variety of, dining options Mm -hmm. i love that there's always something happening if you want to do salsa dancing they were doing zumba this Mm -hmm. morning we just watched all the kids doing story time Mm -hmm. um we went to the show last night the show the night before
1: how were the shows
4: the first night was really good yeah the second night I enjoyed, but unfortunately, he said that was the most people he'd ever seen walk out on a show oh, while really? he was performing, so oh, that no was way. a bit sad. Was that a... Um, that was a single guy singing, playing guitar. Wow. Okay. Um,
1: don't think... It's a shame when people leave. Mid-song. Yeah. Song. yeah. very rude. Yeah. Very rude. I do maritime history lectures as part of enrichment with some of the other cruise lines. And fortunately, haven't had that. But it's always like, uh, I hope people don't walk out getting yeah. bored, you know. Yeah, I
4: mean, it's forty minutes, forty-five minutes. Can you not sit still? You and kind of made your choice, right? You? Yeah. <laughs> um. But anyway, so yeah, I just love that there's something for everybody, every demographic, every mm. family. You know, older people, younger people. Yeah. You can do as much as you like, or as little as you like.
1: Yeah. And and, and this cruise went to Hobart. Did you do anything in the? on The day yesterday in, in port, did you go on a short tour? Uh,
4: yeah, we went to Mona.
1: Oh, okay, yes, which
4: was amazing. We had done that uh, about five or six years ago. We did Mona, mm-hmm. um, and it was still just as interesting as confronting as we remembered. Mm-hmm. Um, but that it's just an amazing, amazing place. Yeah, has built this incredible,
1: it's a pretty unique unique space, isn't it? Yeah.
4: And so that was good. And then we did the um, Indigenous food experience. Oh, that must be interesting. Yeah. Um, So that was very interesting, but it's quite a new Mm -hmm. venture for them. Mm -hmm. So I think they're still refining it a bit.
1: Yep.
4: Um, And I'm not really a foodie, so I couldn't really enjoy it as much as I think some of the other people. Yeah. Or oh, there's a food
1: writer in our group, so I suppose she yeah. must have found it yeah. quite interesting. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking um, actually about about food. If you had a have you had a favourite venue here or favorite meal on board so far?
4: I think I really like sabatinis.
1: Yeah, that was the good.
4: Italian, that was really, really good. We went to the pizza place.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, but we've eaten at the buffet. The buffet's yep. good, the international cafe's good. Yeah. Haven't had a bad lots of
1: coffee options. Have you had the gelato?
4: No, I haven't had gelato yet, and I don't drink coffee, but I've had lots of tea. Um, (laughs) But no, I haven't had a bad experience with any of the food. I think whatever you wanted, you'd find on board.
1: And if you had to choose a favourite thing about this ship, have you got a favourite space or a favourite activity that you've done or something that you just must do if you come on Royal Princess?
4: The spa. Yeah? I've just had a hot stone massage, and that was incredible. Oh, good. Yeah, the whole spa is just so well thought out mm-hmm. and whatever you want you can get there lovely From a haircut to your nails done to a massage yeah, so, yeah Fantastic. The lovely.
1: well thank you so much for joining me
4: thank you very much for having me nice to meet you
1: yeah you too yeah. take care
2: brilliant another great chat there thanks for uh, thanks for weaving ronda in chris that's great
1: no yeah th- i appreciate both uh man and ronda's insights
2: yeah, no, excellent. And that's uh, probably summing up your day in Hobart pretty well. Uh, mm. How did, uh, I guess you're heading north now, you're heading back up towards uh, Sydney. How was the, the next mm-hmm. sea day? Hopefully it was a little bit calmer on the way north.
1: It was, actually. It was like a different ocean. And we had, we were very, very fortunate to get a, a tour of um, of the bridge of the ship um, hosted by um, by the captain, which was really nice. Oh, wow um and got a great sort of insight as to the um the royal class and and how it operates the bridge is enormous and <laughs> I've been on many ships bridges before but this one seems to have um, so much space and the consoles are quite compact. it, it kind of um at the bow area in the, in the center rather than midships. the the bridge sort of juts out so a mm-hmm. lot of the command consoles are sort of pushed further forward giving this really spacious I mean, you can almost do um indoor bowls or something <laughs> in the space <laughs> that they have there um and and massive bridge wings that have a great view over the side of the ship this particular bridge doesn't have the glass floor to look down because the bridge wings actually angle outwards so you can kind of get that view down the side of the ship for docking um, right. and what i thought was really interesting just to follow up from last week's episode um is that the original bell from the royal princess of 1984 is on the bridge of the current royal princess which i thought was nice
2: wow okay mm, nice touch mm. and uh, following bridge tour what else did you get up to on the sea day
1: well we were given a uh, opportunity to go into the enclave which is part of the lotus spa this is where you find the hydrotherapy pool oh yeah
2: yeah In the thermal beds etc yeah
1: yeah the thermal beds and there's a there's saunas and that sort of thing so I um I spent uh, about 40 45 minutes in there the um the the hydro pool is definitely the highlight for me um there's sort of two sort of personal massage jet jet stations I suppose you can call them there's an area at the back where you can kind of lie up and the bubbles kind of come up around you there's a shower that sort of sprays down and then there's of course those those big jet um water sprayers that you put on your you know and you're back to massage all the all the muscles and stuff um mm-hmm. it was it was really nice the um the yeah i think because it's a short cruise it was a four day of well, three three days with the ship and a, um, a cruise down to tassie and back um it, uh it was very busy and i think it's because everybody wants to experience everything that they can so right. i would say if you are on a longer cruise and people were spacing out what they were doing on the ship a bit more. You would get a very relaxing experience here. I had a pretty, pretty good experience, um, with, with people. But when I left, it's because it got very crowded and you felt kind of a little bit like I have to move to let other people have a go. Um, yeah. but, uh, you know, that's just, I think that's just the nature of short cruises, honestly. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's lovely to have that, that, that feature on board the ship.
2: Awesome. So uh, nice experience overall in the, the enclave area there. Um, any other activities throughout the day? A little bit of mini-golf maybe? Yes, there's a mini-golf um, course on board the ship, um,
1: and we, we, we tried that out. What's, what's interesting about it is it's kind of like trying to be both mini-golf and lawn bowls. And Ooh. whilst there are mini-golf, like the the places to hit you know the holes to hit the balls into um they haven't really marked out what the course is supposed to be so we kind of just created our own like course Uh, and worked out what the par might be ourselves we we just sort of winged it really Uh, and it was fun but I think with just some line markings on the ground and maybe a a card that they can give you that says this is where you're supposed to stand for each different hole and how many hits it should really take you'd actually turn it into like an authentic mini golf experience. Um, yeah. The other thing though that the ship does have is a full-size basketball court, which is epic. And um, yep. <laughs> and that's great. Like it's such a nice addition. And it's kind of nestled in behind the behind the funnel um, on the top deck. And there's a also a running track. So whilst there is no boat deck on the ship, when the top decks are open, there is quite a lot of deck space. Um, mm-hmm. But it is like a, a blue floor running track. And there's like an area for a side for walking and a side for running, which keeps people from bumping oh, yeah. into each other. Um, and then we had lunch, uh, on the top deck from the, from the top deck burger grill, um, as well for, for that particular day. Cause everything was open. It was nice and sunny. So we thought, why not yep. give it a go? Yeah.
2: Excellent. I believe you've got a little chat with a fellow passenger.
1: Well, i met another friend, Derek O'Connell, who's had some experience traveling with small ships, but is currently traveling with me on what is probably one of the largest ships in the Australian cruise market. So I thought it'd be interesting to have a chat with Derek about his perceptions of Royal Princess. Derek, thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. So you were just telling me about your very interesting cruise uh, history before we got on air, Um, traveling on the Mississippi, traveling with Viking, a number of other smaller cruise ship brands. Uh, Do you want to just share with the listeners some of your highlights?
5: Yeah, the Mississippi was oh, a small boat. It was up the Mississippi River from New Orleans to Memphis. Mm-hmm. Um, that was interesting. Um, yeah, we had a lot of entertaining on that. Was it like was a paddle good, steamer? It was a paddle steamer. Um, and uh, it actually, you know, it, it moved very slowly. Mm. And it was on only... The Mississippi River, which is a working river, mm-hmm. um, so the, the scenery wasn't good, but the the um, entertainment on the boat was very good. Yeah,
1: sure. And what was the sort of itinerary? Where did it go to and from on that one?
5: Uh, from New Orleans to yeah. um, Memphis. Okay. Um, and um, yeah, the the it
1: was it was
5: good, really
1: good. Mm. And then some ocean cruising with some of the sort of small ship luxury brands as well?
5: Yeah, we were on Viking mm-hmm. um, around the um, Scandinavia. It mm-hmm. was very good. The Viking is very good ship. Yeah. Um, good quality.
1: And so thinking about that compared to such a large ship as Royal Princess, I mean, mm-hmm. how, how have you found the experience on board here so far?
5: Um, uh, other than the number of people, the um, the ship, The the larger ship is is really good, but Mm -hmm. uh, it's probably the the number of people that uh, would put me off. Mm -hmm. Um, Other than that, it was
1: excellent. Sure. And on board, um, you know, with the number of people and the entertainment that they're offering here, have you found a particular activity or a a thing to do on board the ships you really enjoy?
5: Um, The show's been good Mm -hmm. and the um, restaurant's been very good.
1: Yeah, sure. Which, which, which restaurant do you recommend?
5: Um, I think the Italian one. Okay. That was excellent. Sabatini's? Yeah. Sabatini's, that was excellent. Sabatini. Yeah. Yeah. Sabatini, that was excellent. Um, but um, I've tried the others and they, they were pretty good too.
1: Yep. Um, yeah, so. Um, Are you a, a dress for dinner or a casual dining kind of person? Um,
5: I would, I'd prefer casual. Yeah. Um, but. Can get dressed up, yeah. Maybe. So
1: there's pretty, pretty casual atmosphere on board on board here, isn't
5: it? Yeah, it is. A, uh, there's a lot of children on board this one. When mm-hmm. the last one we went on? It was no children.
1: Sure. Um, I think that might be to do with it being just that four day getaway. Parents yeah, yeah, think they just, think yeah. So. yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. No, and there was a lot. Um, the children were amused a lot, mm-hmm. and I think there's a lot of things for children to do on this this ship. Mm-hmm. So sure. If you've got kids, it's great.
1: And have you tried out any of the sort of? Um, some more specialty offerings like the spa or the uh, what is it called the sanctuary at the top deck where people can no, go and get no, away from it all.
5: I haven't had an opportunity to do that. Maybe yeah. on a, a longer trip. Sure. If it had been say seven days, I probably would have. Yeah. Um, but haven't had an
1: opportunity. Yeah. Have you got a favourite place on board the ship? Um,
5: probably outside on some of the decks. Yeah. They're good, but the weather's been a little bit. Um, mm. um, hasn't been. Um, good enough to be out there for most yeah. of
1: the time. I think that might add to the sense of the number of people inside the ship is the fact that yeah. the, the weather's closed the top deck so yeah, we've kind that, of been that, indoors. I yeah. think
5: that's added to yeah. it, definitely. No, it's definitely added to it.
1: Yeah and in terms of uh, the itinerary going down to Hobart, um, did you did you go ashore yesterday, have a have a shore tour? Yeah we did have a
5: shore tour. Um, uh, we went to Mona mm-hmm. which we've been to before some years ago. A uh, very interesting place. Um, Confronting, yeah. For some people,
1: I'd say. I've heard that. I've never been myself.
5: Okay, no, no. It's, um, it's worth definitely worth going to at least once.
1: So, so mono is the is the idea behind it to make people walk away feeling confronted about something. I, mean... I think
5: so. It's just different art, mm-hmm. and um, um, I've read a fair bit about the the owner. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he got his. Um, he got his wealth from gambling, which is oh, interesting. very interesting. Yeah, no, he, was, he was he could read, he could remember the cards very well. Okay. And they they did a lot with lotto as well, mm-hmm. where they had a scheme where they just bombarded lotto mm-hmm. and probably guaranteed at least win. Yeah. So, um, an interesting character.
1: Yeah, very much so. And if you've first time a princess, I suppose this will be your first time. Experiencing the medallion style with the wearable medallion and the um, sort of digital element of cruising with Princess, how have you found that?
5: Yeah, no, it's been very good. Um, I probably should have spent more time understanding it um, and uh, then wait wait till the end of the trip and understand it. Mm. So that's you know it's excellent.
1: I know the internet's been very good on board. I've been able to use it to keep. Track with friends and family back home, but yeah, also no, to organise these interviews. Yeah, yeah the,
5: inter- the internet's been very good. Yeah, um, great. Right. So it's obviously worked worked
1: well. And just to finish up, if you were to recommend Princess to a particular type of traveller, what, what would they be interested in? What would they like? Who, who is this good for? Um, I
5: think a good range of people, like families mm-hmm. would be very good for, and uh, and also people without, uh, without children. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think it covers a broad range of um, um, clients.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks so much, Derek. I appreciate your, your time. Okay. I hope you enjoy the rest of your cruise. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Thank you.
2: Excellent. Great chat, uh, Chris and Derek, once again. Thank you. And thanks again to Derek. Absolutely. Um, how did your evening pan out? Where did you end up dining on your last sea day? So we had a group dinner for the last night uh, in the
1: Crown Grill, which is the steak and seafood restaurant. It's a specialty restaurant on board. Um, mm-hmm. They very kindly put all of us on one table, um, which is, it was nice for us to be able to all be together as a group because we kind of made friends yeah. with everybody whilst we whilst we're on board the ship this restaurant actually sits just behind um the wheelhouse bar and so it is it's a very nice restaurant but it's not as intimate or as quiet as what we had with sabatini's because there's the bar and there's the piano playing and the, and the musicians singing so um it can be quite loud but mm-hmm. It was a pretty, you know, pretty loud group anyway, so I think yeah, the most part. we got by. Um, but if you're looking for like that um, that date night intimate experience, definitely I would I would um, choose the Sabatini's, because much much quieter. Um, the the food was good. I I went with um, a uh, a fish dish again, and it came with um, with prawns as well. Um, other people at the table had the steaks. There's a variety of different cuts. They talk to you about. The best way that they think that these different cuts can be cooked which is nice yeah. um and uh there's there's a pretty extensive dessert menu as well three chocolate um dessert options of which i chose one um <laughs> and you know nice atmosphere very very friendly attentive staff. um and and i think probably probably number two on my list after sabatini's in terms of um, favorite food on board the ship so the specialty restaurants i think do
2: do offer you that extra special experience. Excellent. Uh, we touched on daytime entertainment a little bit earlier. What's the what's the vibe of an evening? Are we talking uh, kind of Broadway style shows, or maybe we uh, mm. more kind of uh, guest involvement uh, activities?
1: Yeah. Look, there's a combination of things. So there was a, there was a, a production show on board on one of the nights. There was a, um, a solo musician um, act. On one of the nights the the theater the main theater on the ship at the front is quite interesting it's very modern looking um it's it's very dis, very distinct in its own way it's not one of these like ornate over the top very decorated decorated theaters but it has a very interesting modern uh clean cool vibe it, it's I'll, okay. I'll give you a picture to share with everybody it's hard to describe yeah. but it has like okay. lights that kind of go around the walls and move around the the room which is pretty cool um great sight lines there's no no pillars or um columns blocking any of the sight lines in the main show lounge um there's also sort of a secondary um show lounge at the aft end of the ship so they can offer dual entertainment offerings on board Mm -hmm. they also have a a princess live um uh it's basically like a television studio at sea where they can do um they do the good morning show there. They can do demonstrations there. They Actually, we're using it for um, some dancing stuff on our trip as well. But it has um, it has sort of terraced um, seating as well that people can use to sort of be almost like the studio audience to watch, which is yeah, kind of cool. Yeah.
2: Brilliant. Now, uh, obviously, next day is disembarkation day. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you get up early for that sail into the heads and see uh, the uh, Opera House and bridge appear on the horizon? No, actually, we, oh, no. we didn't. We, we uh, I'm sure
1: you've I, I know, I know, and it's 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 a bit slack to go. Well, I've done it so many times. We should we should really make the most of each of those. But to be honest with you, the ship was alongside um, very early in the morning. They started making ship wide announcements to ask people to start thinking about disembarking. Um, the earliest one I think was six thirty, um, oh, wow. or perhaps. That may well actually have been the biosecurity announcement, but they, they did start from very early in the morning. Um, disembarkation, I think self disembarkation started um, first and then they did the color codes. We left the ship by, we were, we were off by 8.45 in the morning, I think, um, and they had pretty much opened up um, the disembarkation to, to all categories by then. But the process again was, was relatively smooth. I mean, there, there is opportunities to, to go and sit in the premium lounge, uh, area. If you, if you've got status, we literally just walked, you know, left our cabin, said goodbye to our cabin attendant, um, who was, who was great by the way, uh, and, um, and made our way off the ship. So we, we didn't even, we didn't even have breakfast on board on that last day. We actually went, went and dropped our bags at a, um, at a baggage storage area in the city and went and had, um, Breakfast at uh, at one of the cafes near the opera house, and could see the ship as we were as we were eating. So oh, yeah. very nice. <laughs> and we had the full day in Sydney that day. We we went flying um, home until until late that evening. So we spent the day being tourists in um, in Sydney, which was nice.
2: Love it. Um, obviously, um, you're you're travelling, but you're also trying to do a bit of work, which is. Uh, it will be more and more uh, a thing on board cruise ships. Um, really? How did the, the internet uh, uh, deal with uh, whatever you were trying to do on board? Yeah, I will say that the, the internet's
1: amongst the best I've, I've had on a ship. The connection works really well. Uh, your device stays connected, so you're not logging in and out every five seconds. I'm, I think Derek mentioned that in in his chat with mm-hmm. me as well. Um, we I actually bought the internet package oh, yeah. before the premium package was added to our cabin account so i bought a one a one um device package one device um the price was pretty reasonable uh then then the premium package was added to our account we could have had multiple devices i actually only figured that out the last day to be honest (laughs) but but (laughs) you know we we just needed it for the ability to to send pictures for the podcast i uploaded a, a short video the video uploaded on the first attempt oh wow i've been on so many cruise ships where I'm just trying to do the 60 second short and it will time out and it will it will delay and it will stop or it doesn't render and you have to start again this works perfectly um i even streamed um some video from paramount plus um on one on day the first time i tried to do that it did do some buffering And the second time it didn't at all so i think maybe we just we might have just been going between satellites but like for a cruise ship to be able to do any sort of streaming that's that's awesome
2: pretty pretty game-changing and i think
1: you could like literally be like i'm going to go on a long cruise and dedicate an hour a day to do some work if you needed to and you could you could do that like there wasn't times where you know sometimes on cruises you might go half a day and the internet's out none of that happened like it was a bit a little bit slower on on that one occasion but it was still operational
2: of course starlink isn't available all over the world we should probably just say that it's it's we're very privileged that it does work very very well down here oh. in australia and new zealand but uh, in the northern hemisphere it's it's not got quite the same coverage but they're working on that so they'll get there um probably uh just back to run out of time here, we probably need to uh, speed things up and wrap things up a little bit uh, what was your uh, favorite space on board your little go-to place that uh, was where you wanted to be
1: it was the sea walk, which I am devastated to say that I accidentally called the skywalk on my YouTube short, I, total <laughs> facepalm moment, um, but uh, I did a little short about it. It is a cantilevered bridge that hangs out over the side of the ship with a glass floor. Um, it's just unique and, uh, and fun and... It gives you a really interesting view, and uh, I just thought it was great. Yeah, it's Um, not
2: my favorite, so I've I've got a bit of a fear of heights recently.
1: Fortunately, I don't. And so when I I walk across it and stand there and take photographs of my feet on this thing, and people are kind of watching, going, I feel kind of um,
2: a little bit like Superman
1: (laughs) for a few seconds.
2: Um,
1: But when you're two meters tall, Baz, you kind of have a fear of heights.
2: Yeah, true, true. It's actually a favorite <laughs> space. Uh, what about uh, missing space? Is there anything that you uh, felt the ship needed or would have been better for?
1: Look, I mean, for me, it's always going to be better if it has a promenade deck. Um, and oh, yeah. I don't I don't know why they didn't build one on the Royal Class. It's actually a thing that I noticed on Britannia. And it is in my... my I got a video, Five Things I Loved About Britannia and One Thing I Hated. And... <laughs> um, that that was the fact that there was no promenade. And I tell you why. Not only is it not traditional, and when you go on board Coral Princess, which is the other princess ship that, that I've traveled on for the podcast, it has a beautiful wrap-around teak wood boat deck. And yeah. um, so there's a traditional element there, which is just lovely. But when the ship was in high winds, the top decks are closed. Quite often when I've been cruising before, when they're in high winds and the top decks might be closed or the observation deck might be closed the the boat deck or the promenade deck is low enough down and sheltered enough that it can stay open at least one side of it and so yeah. i think just by not having that on the design it means that when you have got high winds everybody has to be inside there's thousands of people on the ship and it makes the interior spaces quite quite busy i feel like if we had done the cruise in a in a summer Oh, it is it is almost summer here but like in a sunny calm location the 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 how busy the ship was inside would would feel quite different and you'd have potentially a slightly different experience yeah Um, and that could be potentially alleviated if the ship had had a wraparound promenade because people do like to go outside and and take in the ocean
2: just take it yeah yeah, fair play Um, of course you'll be sharing um, a YouTube video on the experience as well so of course listeners if you don't know where to find Chris check out the show notes have has got a link to his YouTube channel that video will be out in the next kind of week or so Um, and we'll also share a couple of uh, Chris's images on the socials so uh, take a look at uh, Facebook and Instagram over the coming days and you should find uh, a few examples of Chris's experience but uh, overall mate like a great experience it was and look whilst
1: we were provided the cruise by princess cruises who also um they very kindly offered to cover flights for me i actually declined that offer and booked my my own flights and they covered the the hotel actually in sydney um beforehand which was the establishment hotel it's a boutique hotel and it was it was um, very nice um, very unique design Um, in an old building in a street, sort of like a little narrow street off, off one of the main roads in Sydney, um, an old brick building has been there forever. It's, um, it, it was, it was cool. It was, it was quite different. You know, we got access to the premier package. You can buy that. There's a, there's a. Um, There's another, another layer, which is slightly less um, inclusions, which you can get access to as well. You can purchase that or you can buy these add-ons as individual um, pieces as well. Like the internet, for example, you can get um, independent of the packages. Um, You also don't have to book a package at all to to book, to travel with um, Princess. You can, um, you can actually access the, the main dining rooms, the buffet as part of your main fare. Um, you can buy drinks separate as part of your, you know, if you choose not to do a drinks package, you can buy them at individual. as prices. You can buy Wi-Fi prices. You can actually buy, a, a, just go in and pay for the tariff for Sabatini's or the crown grill. You can, um, purchase access to the sanctuary and the Lotus spa individually of those packages. So whilst we got access to it, which was lovely so we could experience and share it with everybody. You don't have to do that in order to access one or any of them you can do them individually or you don't have to do it at all if you just want to go eat in the main restaurant watch the complimentary shows have a drink in the bar and pay for the cost of the drink you can do that too
2: yeah, the three levels are Princess Standard, so the Standard Fair, Princess Plus, um, which gives mm-hmm. you some inclusions, and then Princess Premiere, which gives you pretty much the bells and whistles of, of everything. But any good travel agent can uh, talk, uh, talk the listeners through the, the features and benefits of, of all of them. Well, we'll uh, wrap things up. You can send yeah. us a voicemail or a voice note via the website. Just uh, look for that little microphone on the right-hand side of the website and uh, record something, send it through, and we can uh, stitch that into uh, a future episode sounds good all right mate well we'll chat in a few days time and uh, we'll we'll get this uh, bonus episode out into the airways as soon as possible
0: that's all for today if you enjoyed this episode please subscribe and leave us a review on apple podcasts google podcasts or wherever you find your favorite podcasts until next time
1: bon voyage